Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ohio State and the Toledo Rockets come into the shoe Saturday night under the lights on national television. First time Toledo has ever played on national TV. Will they be ready for that kind of a stage? What are the Buckeye defense going to look like when they see a Toledo team that has played well so far offensively? Do the uh, do the Silver Bullets have a killer instinct? And what did we learn this week from the Ohio State Buckeyes during their media availability? Coming up next, a Buckeye Breakdown. We've got the whole crew together as we cover Ohio State with our instant analysis from Ohio State. There's something that doesn't feel right. Unbelievable effort from him today. Is EJ Liddell going to crack the first team all Big Ten? I think he can be the guy. I'm not trying to start a quarterback controversy. He seems to have the durability. He certainly has the toughness. This is the question on a lot of people's minds here. Welcome to Buckeye Breakdown. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Buckeye Breakdown for this uh, this beautiful Thursday morning in the Buckeye State. I'm Brendan Gulick, along with Craig Heisen. Ohio State and Toledo, week three of the college football season is upon us. We've had a chance to talk with Ohio State a couple times this week. Looking forward to seeing what uh, the Buckeyes put on the field on Saturday night. And we're going to spend a good bit of time here this morning talking about the Buckeye defense. How are you, Craig? Morning, Brendan. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What, uh, what did you most take away from this week's uh, media availability as it pertains to maybe Jim Knowles in particular? Do not call Jim Knowles defense, Ben, don't break. He does <laughs> not want to be associated with that moniker at all. Uh, he was quick to point that out on Tuesday's press conference. Uh, Tanner McAllister, during his availability yesterday, also said the same thing. Uh, he must have uh, heard that at Oklahoma State as well. And, Tanner was quick to defend. Do not say that around Jim Knowles. So I'm sure Jim uh, Knowles told Ryan Day, Coach, please don't say that again about my defense. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I I think it's it's fair as a fan to say, well, sure, they, they didn't give up touchdowns. And at the end of the day, if you keep the other team out of the end zone, you've got a pretty good chance of winning the game. Uh, and I'm sure Ryan Day is pleased with the fact that this year's defense didn't give up what was it like nine touchdowns in the first two games like they did last year. So, you know, that feels like substantial progress, especially considering you played a, you know, a team that was preseason ranked top five, whether Notre Dame is truly a top five team, I, I guess we'll, uh, we'll have to wait and see how the year progresses. I, I doubt they're going to get back to that level without Tyler Buckner, a quarterback, but that's a, uh, that's for a different podcast. Um, the, the reality is they are taking substantial strides forward and it really feels to me after seeing this team through the first couple games, I, I really feel like that silver bullet defense that we were dying to see the last couple years is back in full force. Um, and I I love that Jim Knowles kind of took that personally. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's like, I, I guess as a defensive coordinator, I would totally understand where he's coming from. Um, you know, it, it's, it's not bend but don't break it's don't bend and don't break it's it's get off the field as quickly as possible we're trying for 
you know, for three and outs every single time or to create turnovers. Um, my biggest takeaway was actually that he, aside from that, that he really wasn't concerned about the fact that they haven't created a turnover on defense through these first couple weeks. He basically said it, you know, that's one way to get off the field. And certainly those could be game changing plays, but you know, you can, you can play really effective defense a lot of different ways. And our job is to get the ball to the offense as quickly as possible. Um, and, you know, frankly, they've done a pretty good job of that. So I, I'm I'm not overly concerned about the fact that they don't have a, a pick or a fumble recovery yet. And that, that was one thing I was going to ask you, Brendan, how concerned are you on that? I mean, they've had they've dropped a couple picks that they probably would like to have back. Um, I remember Mayer, Michael Mayer in the first game, Notre Dame, um, dropped the ball running with it, just bounced right back into his stomach. So fumble could have been easily a fumble recovery there. Um, my personal feeling on the turnovers is I'd rather be giving up zero touch uh, zero touchdowns like they are. I mean, they've given up one. So um, big improvement from last year. Uh, last year, they were giving up the yards and the touchdowns. This year, the, the yards are in a good spot right now, um, but they're giving up minimal points, um, which is great to see. I'd rather it be that way than a bunch of turnovers and the other team is still scoring a bunch of points. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I mean – Look, I I, um, I am far more concerned about can they stop the run in critical situations because turnovers are part of the game and they're going to happen. Um, and they're going to happen both when you're on defense and, you know, unfortunately sometimes when you're on offense. Uh, and I, I, don't, I don't know how I would be able to, like try to coach a defense to create more turnovers. If you hit guys hard and, and you know, you're trying to go for the ball anyways, when you're making a tackle, sometimes it's just not going to come out like that. That just sort of is what it is. You know, you're, you'd have to rely on a quarterback to make a bad decision. That's out of your control defensively. You can, you can try to make life confusing for him, but he throws the ball. He, he chooses when and where to throw it. So you know, you got to be ready to react to what he does. But again, I, I just, I, I'm just not overly concerned about that. Now, it would be weird if we got five, six, seven games in and we still weren't seeing Ohio State create very many turnovers. I don't know that I would then say it's a concern as long as they're still winning games, but it it would probably be weird. Um but if they're if they're continuing to play effective defense and teams are not able to run the ball on them, then okay. I mean, that's just kind of where I stand on it. I'll take it. While we're on the defense, Brennan, one of the other takeaways this week from listening to Jim Knowles and Ryan Day, it sounds like Jordan Hancock's pretty close to uh, being back um, and playing. So that'll mm-hmm. be exciting to see him get in. Um, sounds like that probably could be Saturday um, to give them the depth at the cornerback position. I know. We've talked about it a little bit this week and even last week after after week one, Denzel Burke's start to the season hasn't been uh, the best and what we're accustomed to seeing from Denzel Burke. Um, but similar to Josh Proctor, I mean, he had a rough game against Notre Dame, bounced back, looked pretty good last Saturday. So hopefully Denzel Burke does the same thing and the, the coaching staff uh, instilled confidence in him this week, saying they fully trust Denzel. They know he's going to make the plays when they need him to. So um, hopefully he bounces back. And I, I think he will. I mean, he's a very talented player. Um, rough couple starts, but if you look back to last year, who would have, who would have uh, 
foresaw uh, Tommy Eckenberg playing the way he is right now after the Tulsa game. So things right. can change quickly. You know, I, I totally agree. It sounds like Jordan Hancock is, um, you know, on the cusp of returning. But more importantly, it sounds like the coaching staff is like, you know, borderline begging for him to be ready to go because they want to get him on the field. They, they obviously like what he brings. Uh, and to put him either at corner or at nickel would be, you know, really, really fun to watch. I want to see him, him get out there soon. Um, and I, I think there's a decent chance it could be on Saturday. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, as it relates to Denzel Burke, I, I don't want to hammer the kid because I don't I don't think he played awful on Saturday. After I went back and watched the game, I mean, he he definitely didn't play well against Arkansas State. Let's not mince words here. Once in a while, I mean, when you're out on an island like that, once in a while you're going to get beat. You're you know, Denzel Ward once in a while made a made a bad play. Eli Apple once in a while made a bad play. Marshawn Lattimore once in a while struggled. I, I, I just, he was a freshman All-American last year for a reason. He 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 knows how to consistently play at a high level. I, I just, I think it showed maturity on both his side and on the coaching staff side, frankly, to take him out of the game early in the second quarter, take Denzel Burke off the field when he was struggling clearly against Arkansas State. And then give him a chance to catch his breath, talk to him. What are you seeing? Why and why, you know, is this not working? Um, and then, you know, give him another opportunity to go figure it out because you're so far ahead. He's not going to make a, a, a play that's going to cost you the game. Uh, you know, so he goes out, he, he starts the second half, and right away he made a pretty critical tackle. You know, he's he's got – the instincts to play division one cornerback at a pretty good level. I, I, I was glad to see that they pulled him out and then put him back in for Ohio state to achieve the goals that they want to achieve this year. They need Denzel Burke to play really well and, and full blown benching a kid because he, he had one defensive pass interference that they accepted the penalty and another one that they declined the penalty because of a ridiculous catch. Um, and then, you know, getting burned a couple times obviously wasn't a great look. I, I, I was just glad to see that everybody kind of approached that with a level head, I guess is maybe the best way to say that. When we talked Tuesday about our concern level with Denzel Burke, I think you put it at a four out of 10. I'm, I'm probably right there with you, if not a little bit less. I mean, like you said, he's going to be there. He's got to be there for them to, to get to where they want to go. 
Um, just having Jordan Hancock back, uh, J.K. Johnson, guys like that, just adds to the depth. But I think Denzel Burke's still your guy. Got a question from Neil this morning. He's asking, uh, he says, I think J.K., and I assume he means Jim Knowles, uh, I think J.K. isn't showing a lot yet. Um, I All I can do is base that on what he made the comment to us before the Notre Dame game where he said, look, we are 100% ready to go to start the season. The guys know the defense and we're ready. And they've sort of, at that point, they had basically installed about 75 to 80% of what he wanted to install with this defense. But he also told us that there are always going to be a couple things he doesn't install at all and that he might not even tell other coaches about because he's just trying to keep some things internal. Um, you know, I, I'm sure he hasn't had to show every exotic look that he's got because he didn't have to put a ton on tape last week. You know, the Arkansas State really couldn't move the ball between the tackles very well. Every time they tried, Ohio State almost just raw power uh, outmanned the Red Wolves in the box. And so Arkansas State was trying to put a lot of balls out on the perimeter. And I'm not going to pretend to know all the coverages that he ran off the top of my head. But I, I would tend to agree he probably hasn't put all of his cards down on the table for two weeks. How much of that he's he's done and how much of it he's held back is, is an interesting uh, question at this point. Um, but I, I, don't I, think, I don't think we truly will ever see all of his cards on the table. Um, Sounds like he's always going to have something in the back of his head that they've been working on that they haven't put on tape from just all his pressers and the way he goes about it. Um, it sounds like there's always a trick up his sleeve. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I, I certainly think he prefers it that way. Um, let's jump real quick to the, the idea of having sort of a killer instinct on both sides of the ball. I really want to see Ohio State against Toledo showcase an ability now that they've got the rhythm of the season in you know sort of good flow here I really want to see them find a way to put Toledo away I think Toledo's a pretty good team um and and as I talked about with Ryan Cavanaugh yesterday uh, on our podcast when we kind of did more of a deep dive on Toledo they've got a pretty def- decent offensive and defensive line and and unlike last week where Arkansas State seemed to have talent at the skill position spots but not great talent up front. Um, I don't want to say that it's total role reversal with Toledo, but I believe Toledo is much better suited uh, in the trenches. So I don't know if that means they're going to try to establish more of a run or not, but I think it's important for Ohio State to try to show early in this game a, a, a true, like, go for the jugular kind of mentality. You know, we've seen the three play 70 yard scoring drives. We know CJ Stroud and Marvin Harrison can attack quickly. I, I just, and others, I just want to see Ohio state erase all doubt because there were a couple of moments last week where you watch the game and you're like, okay, this is the drive where the game gets put away. And then it, it didn't. And And I think if you want to win a national championship and you want to be considered a truly elite team, you got to find a way to just literally remove any doubt who the better team is and, and be clinical with your execution. And a lot of that, as we've talked about over a few shows has 
has to be focused on playing clean football. You cannot have 15-yard personal foul penalties. You cannot jump off sides or have false start penalties. Those are things that are so, so in your control. Figure it out. And Tuesday, Ryan Day called those penalties absolutely ridiculous. So you can tell he's really displeased with those, especially the unsportsmanlike ones. But like you said, Brandon, the killer instinct, I don't – when we saw glimpses of it week one against Notre Dame in the fourth quarter, that drive, I mean, yep. they, they did what they wanted when they wanted. And that, to me, is the killer instinct. When you can sense blood in the water, are you doing what you want to and the other team almost knows what you're going to do and still can't stop it? And they couldn't. Um, are we going to see that this week? I, I really, to be honest, as a fan, I just want to see them blow somebody out and really have really good rhythm on offense, really be able to run the ball. I mean, this, the stats to me, and call me crazy, the stats for running uh, this year are good. I mean, I think it's 5.8 yards a carry, but to me, the running game still looks a little bit clunky and not as rhythmic as I'd like to see it as a fan. It's almost like hard, not hard yards, but I guess in a way it kind of is. I want them to be able to run the ball between the tackles, also outside, and have just a better rhythm to the running game because at, at points it looks like it's tough. Um, and it, it shouldn't be tough against Arkansas. And Toledo, like you said, does have better athletes. Um, but again, Ohio State's line is going to outweigh them by a lot. They should be able to push them around uh, and they need to be able to run the ball a little bit better. You know, it's funny you bring that up and, and maybe we'll wrap with that thought on, on, uh, on running the football. I agree. There are probably some people that are that are kind of not sure what to make totally of the run game as a whole. Like you see flashes of Travion or Mayan ripping off a twenty-five or a forty-yard run. Like you know, they still have the ability to blow it open. I also don't want to downplay the fact that Notre Dame had a really good defensive line, and part of the reason why it was hard to run the ball against them at times was because Notre Dame was pretty solid defensively. I mean, think about how few teams in the Ryan Day era have held team have held the Buckeyes to 21 points. I, I know it was the first game of the year, maybe, you know, new receivers in general. Like there's there are some other factors that go into that. But for an offense that averages like 45 a game to to score 21, I mean, let's not take away what Notre Dame did there and the fact that they've you know, even if they lost last week, I, I don't care. They've got legitimate defensive linemen. Um, I, I think Ohio State's run the ball fine. I also think that they don't necessarily want to run the ball constantly because that's that's just not Ryan Day's MO. I, I personally would like to see them run it more. I would like to see a little bit more balance in the offense. And Ryan Day is, has kind of given us the impression that he's trying to create more balance because they know they've got to run the ball at certain points of the game. So they don't get predictable that kind of bit them last year, but you've got a quarterback who is, let's see, 15 games, I think 15 or 16 games into his college career. And he's, he's already thrown for 5,000 yards. I mean, like that's crazy. You know, you've got the kind of talent that he had last year and that he seems to have this year at wide receiver. I don't really I don't really blame him for wanting to throw the ball. So like I'm I'm okay with having a little bit of an imbalance, even though I would prefer to see it a little tighter. 
I'm okay with having a little bit of an imbalance in the ability to, to showcase a run versus the pass offensively, as long as the offense eventually scores touchdowns, because that's the name of the game. You got to score points. So, I mean, look, Marvin Harrison had a ridiculous week last week. Um, you, you certainly know what Jackson Smith and Jigba is capable of, and we are getting the impression that they think he could play this Saturday. You know, they're not going to play him unless he's 100% healthy, but it sounds like he's pretty close. And, and I, I think there's a decent chance you're going to see him on Saturday afternoon. Julian Fleming, I, I got the impression maybe not quite as close, but also not far away. Yeah, it sounds like we'll see. It's going to be, I'll put it out at 5 p.m. Saturday night. Who, who's playing and who's not, but it sounds like we're pretty close to the full arsenal of offense, which would be if NFL week one real quick as any indication that you need to have the reps with your first team guys with how clunky every NFL game was, especially the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, it's important to get those reps in these games before going into Big Ten play with your full arsenal. So you see what that looks like. You see what that rhythm looks like. Um, so I really hope uh, JSN and, and Julian Plumman get back on the field this weekend. So that's uh, those are our thoughts around the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes and Toledo Rockets as we uh, start to, to rev the engine up. We're going to give you a little bit more of a in-depth preview tomorrow and give you our prediction for the game. It looks like the Buckeyes are right around a 30 to 32 point favorite, depending on the sports book that you uh, that you prefer. Um, you know, I I think Ohio State should cover the spread on Saturday, but we'll get into that uh, a little bit deeper tomorrow. So they're due. They're due. They're due. <laughs> that they are. <laughs> that they are. Appreciate everybody jumping in here this morning and, uh, and joining us for Buckeye Breakdown. Uh, we stream these most mornings live on YouTube, so please subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the notification bell. We'd love to have you interact with us uh, on uh, on most of our shows in the morning. Occasionally, we post them after the fact, but most of the time they're live. Regardless, you can listen to it after the fact either on YouTube or wherever you like to get your favorite podcasts, um, the Apple Store, Spotify, Google Play. It's it's available in a lot of different places. I'm Brendan Gulick for Craig Heisen. We'll see you again real soon. Ohio State and Toledo just a couple days away as the Buckeyes gear up for week three.